brought to you by Guatney Chevrolet. At the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, this is Guatney Unplugged with Scott Romine. Hey, good Saturday. Hope you guys are doing great. This is going to be a fun show. My buddy Sean Maves, of course, from Canada. He's been Mr. Ontario. He's all into the bodybuilding world. And we're going to talk about, man, somebody I grew up with for sure, Hulk Hogan, probably the most recognizable wrestler in the entire world, I would say. Sean, how are you? Yeah, Scott, doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show today. Looking forward to talking a little wrestling today with you. Oh, man, it's always fun to talk. Well, down here we say wrestling. <laughs> there's no, wrestling. Yeah, there's no G on the end, you know, but that's just how it is. I remember vividly Hulk Hogan is almost like the icon of the 80s to me. Yeah, he was the face of wrestling in the 80s, uh, no doubt. Uh, uh, Terry Bollea was his real name. And uh, like you said, if you grew up in the 80s, you grew up with Hulk Hogan. You know, a lot of kids had the action figure, watched the cartoon. You know, he had the size, the charisma. Vince was looking for to grow the brand, and, you know, the rest is history. You know, Vince, he chose basically Hulk Hogan to be the company's showpiece, I guess, for the entire, for the golden era, I guess that can't start about what, 80 in the eighties. And later he, I remember he turned into a bad guy. He was a heel like on WCW. And then, uh, I think about 2012, a tape scandal kind of did his career in. So I hope we get to talk about all these kind of things on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to cover on uh, Hulk Hogan, no question. How big was he? I think one of the selling points uh, of Hogan was his size. He, um, 6 7, 302 at his peak. I think he's down to 275, but I read some notes I made the other day that we actually weighed 275 when he, when he was in grade nine. Scott, how much did you weigh back then? About 140. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like above a buck 30. But the guy's already 275. So, you know, he had a bit of a head start. But, yeah. um, you know, the thing with Hogan was a lot of people who know wrestling better than I do will tell you he wasn't a really um, fantastic technical wrestler, but it was all about the big impact moves, you know, his size and the charisma. You know, he had the horseshoe mustache. And, you know, Scott, you remember some of that? Remember the entrance song? The oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're like the, the American fight song. He'd come out and he would like... He always like scored his shirts, you know, where like they had little slits in them, I guess, where you could easily tear the thing off. He'd have like a yellow shirt and like red logos and whatnot. He'd rip them off. The guy was impressive. I mean, he was a showman. Yeah, the fans just ate it up when he ripped the shirt off. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Hogan, Hogan was really, um, I guess you, we want, you might want to call him a, um, a template for the crossover athlete. You know, he got, he pretty much did a little bit of everything. He got, he was in a rock band in 76 called ruckus. He did some TV, he did some movies, Rocky three, um, no, in 82, no holds barred in 89 and suburban commando, I think was in 91. Yep. Do you remember, uh, some of those movies he was in? Oh yeah. I remember, of course, Rocky, I think he was like thunder lips or something. Right. Is that right? He had a character. Yeah. And then I think yeah, he was a cameo appearance. Yeah, that's right. Cause he was so much bigger than Stallone. You know, he made Stallone look tiny. 
Um, I think he was yeah, the, the, the on the cover of Sports Illustrated at one time. Yeah, Sports Illustrated. The only wrestler to be on the uh, who did a cover for Sports Illustrated, People Magazine. Uh, Johnny Carson. I'm going to mention his uh, show. Eighty two. I was watching this on YouTube the other night. Guy just looked huge. He walked in the in the studio, sat down beside Carson, and uh, you know I think this is probably during his peak size. He's probably probably weighed over three hundred pounds. Twenty uh, four inch biceps, but you know the size really was the selling point of Hogan and and his uh, charisma. You know, he was good in front of the camera. Um, you know he had a pretty long career, and um, you know he's pretty much did it all uh, all the different magazines and. And uh, he's done some TV commercials and a whole bunch of stuff. You mentioned he had a rock band in 76, and I didn't know this. Was he the singer or a guitarist, or, or what role did he take in a rock band? Do you even know? Yeah, no, I, I might have to look that one up later. I think he was playing bass. Don't, don't quote me on that. But apparently, you know, he, he was actually doing okay. And... Um, that's that's where he actually got found out at one of his uh, one of his uh, appearances uh, playing at rock band, rock of seventy six, seventy seven. He started his um, uh, wrestling uh, training. Uh, now the story goes that he, he broke his leg. His leg was actually broken the first day of wrestling training by a famous trainer. I don't know if that's true or not, or if that was embellished. And you, know, you can check out some of the details in his book. But uh, you know, it was all about the territories back then, uh, Scott. That's right. Know, there, there was no uh, global uh, wrestling scene. Um, I kind of looked this up. I looked this up the other night. I was kind of interested in finding out all these territories. So Hogan, um, first of all, he started in the CWF, which is the Florida uh, or the um, Championship Wrestling in Florida. Then he moved to the NWA, AWA later, and I think he um, before he got into the WWF. Um, you know, it was all about territories. There was wrestling up up here in Canada also. Maple Leaf wrestling was pretty popular. And they had, uh, you know, local, it was all about local shows and local TV, house shows, they call them. Uh, there was no global audience before there was uh, a Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I mean, what Vince did was really unprecedented, really. He, he kind of ended the whole system, correct, of the different territories? Yeah, a lot of those territories... You know, by 1990, most of them disappeared. There is still some amateur wrestling out there. I know of a friend. His name is Chris Slammer. He he, um, he uh, uh, wrestles out of St. Louis um, in that territory. But a lot of that, a lot of stuff's gone amateur, um, and uh, the house shows are still there. But uh, you know, the TV audience has gone down. Um, now, it's kind of interesting how Terry Bolia got his name. Do, do you uh, do you? Uh, are you aware of any of that, Scott? I kind of looked it up the other yeah. day. It's kind of interesting. Well, you know, I, I have looked into the legality of it. I know he didn't start wrestling as Hulk Hogan, but I know he did an appearance or something with Lou Ferrigno, who was famous as the Hulk at the time. And people kept, I guess, noting that Terry was bigger than Lou Ferrigno. So they started calling him the Hulk, correct? Yeah, the guy's... The one of the the host of the radio show, I think it was a local Tennessee radio program. This was probably when he was wrestling um, CWA in that territory, the Memphis territory. And um, you know, the host noticed that he was actually bigger than Fringo. Like, how bigger you have to be to to get noticed by somebody that you're bigger than Lou Fringo? I mean, yeah. he was the, he was the Incredible Hulk. You know, it's 
what, what is Lou? Six, he was up 6'3", 275, I think. Huge. You know, yeah. So uh, it's kind of interesting. So that's how he got the name Hulk. And then by the time he um, switched back to WWF in his second run, uh, Vince Sr. gave him the name Hogan. I, apparently they wanted to give him an Irish last name or Irish persona. I don't even know if that's a, an Irish name. But uh, you mentioned about the um, some of the royalties or the legalities uh, with the name uh, Hogan. Did you have a chance yeah, to I kinda look look, up? Yeah, I kind of looked into that. And basically, Marvel didn't take issue and still, and and still, and st- until they started using the word "incredible," and and you know oh, he would come out to the ring and they'd say the Incredible Hulk Hogan. And when the word "incredible" yeah. came out, they got their lawyers on the phone, and they got like about almost one percent of all the Hulk Hogan merchandise. But I believe they also got a hundred dollars every time he stepped in the ring. Was, I was kind of wondering about that. I was wondering how Marvel could steal, um, like, get royalties just because they call the guy, they give him the name Hulk. But I guess because they added the name Incredible Hulk, maybe that was the deal. I don't know. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's big business. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they let it ride. So, uh, yeah, they let it ride until he used the word incredible. And then I guess technically they could have got on to him just, I mean, Hulk was you know, come out of Stan Lee's imagination. They didn't really have any right to it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and this the, the whole Hulkamania thing really took off in 81 when he was uh, back in the AWA. Now, that territory was up in Minnesota, Chicago, and Midwest. Now, I know that he went and wrestled some in Japan. Uh, what do you know about that? Not much, but I do know he did wrestle in uh, Japan off and on between 80 and 85. He was back and forth, 81 to 83. Uh, I think I mentioned before break that uh, Hogan was fighting in the AWA. This is where his career really took off uh, after uh, Rocky III. You know, uh, and, uh, you know, Sky, I mentioned earlier before the break that uh, Hogan was all about the big impact moves. You know, he used his size. He wasn't a, he wasn't a really great technical wrestler, but, you know, Guys who know wrestling better than I do will tell you that. But it was all about the showmanship. It was about his finishing move. You know, I watched one of his first matches. I think he was uh, he was up against a guy who was like about 220 pounds. He just picked him up like a toy. It was just body slammed him. You know, and he was all about the body slam, the big boot, and the finishing move, which is the atomic leg drop. You know, and I think actually the accumulation of three decades of doing these uh, uh, these leg drops actually caused him a lot of uh, back surgeries, you know? Yeah. I've heard he's shorter now than he was in his prime, just due to all the surgeries. That's what I've, I've read that before. I don't know. Yeah. It's because of the spinal compression. That's what it was. Scott, I think, I think probably if I would have done one of those leg drops, I probably would have been in the hospital the first time. You know, that's (laughs) that's not good for your back. That's not good for your back. You know, Hulk also fell into this thing with Vince that I know, the same thing happened with Jesse Ventura is Vince did not approve of his wrestlers trying to go off and become movie stars. Correct. Yeah, back to, uh, what I read was back then, if you're a wrestler, you're a wrestler, there was no crossing over to do movies and stuff. He got fired for doing the uh, Rocky three and 82 till Vince, uh, junior took over and uh, brought him back in the last week of 83 and of course, the rest is history. That's where the WWF second leg started. 
under the new ownership uh, with Vince Jr. And that's where he became, uh, you know, the global star, uh, superstar that we know today. Uh, what, do, what do you re- remember about that? Those first couple years uh, when he came to the WWF, this is when, you know, we were watching, we started to see this stuff on TV. Oh, I remember the toys. I remember there was uh, like these stuffed versions of Hulk Hogan. You could jump off your bed and body slam. Uh, I remember the Rocky thing, of course. It's so interesting. I remember that. You know, just people's, I guess, thinking about the entertainment business is so vastly different than it was. I know Jesse Ventura got fired for going and making Predator, and, and Hulk Hogan gets fired for going and being in Rocky. And today you got a guy like The Rock that they would let him go do 20 movies a summer and would gladly welcome him back to wrestling. You know, it's a, it's a totally different yeah. mindset today. It's all good for business. I yeah. don't know why they didn't start doing it earlier. Exactly. And, uh, I'm going to mention the car- the cartoon show. Like, yep. uh, doesn't that tell you something? The difference between wrestling back then in the golden era of, of wrestling in the 80s, when, when your main guy is in a cartoon, like that kind of tells you that it, for the most part, it was family friendly. You know, it, it really differs from, you know, the attitude era in the late 90s, early yes. 2000s and what we're seeing today. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to mention this. My son was born in 96. And when he was about two, three, four years old, five years old, I was thinking to myself, I wouldn't mind watching, sitting down and watching a little bit of wrestling. Turn the TV on. I can't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. it. It was not the wrestling that you and I grew up with. No, no, you're right. He had a Saturday morning cartoon show. So did Mr. T. I mean, you would never do that with some of the, the characters and storylines that they use today. I mean, it's just not that family friendly, to be honest with you. Yeah, I missed I missed the golden era of wrestling. You know, the, that eighties, uh, uh, maybe up to the early nineties. Uh, uh, Nineteen eighty five. Going to mention uh, what happened there with uh, WrestleMania one. Of course, was a huge success, first of its kind. Uh, broadcast over a number of closed circuit TV networks. Um, I think I read one, over one million viewers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I actually never seen that live. Did you? Were you into wrestling that much back then? I was, actually, uh, but I would go rent the VHSs because I don't. I I don't think it was super easy to rent a pay per view deal back yeah, then. I, 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 no, I think I, you actually might have had to go to your cable company and rent a certain box and hook it up. I think to watch that particular thing you've paid for. It was more complicated than than what we know now, you know? Um, but yeah. I remember hey, renting, hey, yeah, I've rented them all the time on VHS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you waited a few months to get yeah. on VHS. Uh, you know, but, but this is where, uh, this is when, um, wrestling went global events uh, capitalized on the market. Uh, for, he had four annual events, WrestleMania one, Royal rumble, SummerSlam, survivor series, I think all this started around 85, 87, of course. Uh, some people will say it may have been the most uh, famous uh, wrestling match of all uh, between uh, Hogan and Andre. Would you say that also, uh, Scott? Oh, no question. And probably the reason he's got so many back problems. I definitely remember him wrestling uh, Andre. And, I, and I, I, I wore that one out on VHS for sure. Yeah, he picks up uh, Hogan. Picks up uh, 
uh, Andre body slams him. You know, that was a pretty uh, defining moment in wrestling history in front of 93,000 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. You know, they say when uh, Hogan slammed Andre, the crowd went insane. And, uh, you know, wrestling at this point really was global. Uh, now, if you fast forward to 87, 89 uh, in Hulk Hogan's career, uh, he teams up with um, Randy Macho Man Savage. I used to like the, the the Macho Man. I thought he was the best. He had the best uh, uh, gimmick, or uh, he was he was the best on the mic. And then you got the two guys, two top guys in, in the WWF uh, uh, tagging up together. I thought that was kind of fun. Do you remember any of the, any of that stuff? I remember some of it, but my memory is that they did not get along. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, there was I, the, there was the re, there was an interview that the reluctant handshake, like when they when they when they uh, you know uh, Vince was a bit of a genius with the storylines back then. They were pretty fairly innocent too. I mentioned that sure, earlier. Sure, you know they the, the, the show the awkward the handshake between two enemies <laughs> and you know so like the storylines were pretty good. I I thought I ate it up. I guess I was younger too, but. Uh, you know, Macho Man, he had the best promos. Of course, the, the cream rises to the top. If you Google oh, that course. one, you're going to vintage uh, Randy Macho Man Savage with Hulk Hogan. And of course, the whole thing had to implode. And of course, which led to the, the 89 WrestleMania. Uh, let's see, we're up to WrestleMania 5 by this, by this time. And of course, Hogan uh, and Randy uh, Macho Man Savage have to go up against each other in a big match. Uh, WM5, I, I can't remember where that was. It might have been back in Madison Square Garden, too. I, I kind of lost track. But um, with Miss Elizabeth, the late Miss Elizabeth, at the center of the feud, sadly, she passed away. Um, found her in uh, uh, Lex Luger's home. Um, That's right. That's right. A number of years later. Yeah, sad what happened there. Bad deal. You know, um, think about if when i think about hulk hogan and i think about that andre the giant slam to me that kind of cemented wrestlemania being like the biggest deal ever i mean i don't really have memories of the ones before that happening and then that kind of solidified the concept of the the big final title match to me yeah that's the vince was uh and his scriptwriters were coming up with pretty good stuff. Uh, I'm not sure how you uh, body slam somebody who weighs close to 500 pounds. I, you know, there's only been a few guys. Uh, Jim Helwig, the Ultimate Warrior, did it. I think Lex Luger uh, might have slammed him. Also, I, I kind of lost track. But but uh, Andre was probably one of the biggest uh, wrestlers ever. I don't know. Uh, like, just think about the strength you need to. Um, Turn the guy upside down and body slam him. Um, yeah. I mean, Andre stepped over the top rope to get into the ring. I mean, body slamming that guy is a feat, <laughs> you know? The guy was huge. Yeah. I like, he was listed as um, uh, 500 pounds. Did he have the body type? Could Hulk Hogan have been a professional bodybuilder? Uh, that is a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, the, the guy was huge. But, um, he was never you know, cut. They, um, yeah, he was never really was, was cut enough. To, so it's hard to tell. And, uh, you know, like judges look for size and symmetry. So it's really hard to say there's not, there's not a whole lot of money in uh bodybuilding. Yeah. So true. I think, uh, Hulk Hogan probably made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. 
So uh, 1990, your favorite match with Hulk Hogan happens, correct? 1990, WrestleMania 6, four miles from where I'm sitting today. I live in the big, the Canada's biggest city, Toronto, Ontario. This is where uh, WrestleMania 6, Warrior versus uh, Hogan. And, you know, a lot of people say that um, Vince was getting set to hand the keys over to um, a Warrior as being the, the heir apparent, but uh, apparently that didn't work out. After uh, after the match was over, there was a salary dispute and number of no-shows. But uh, but what I do, I've watched that match a few times now on YouTube, and uh, one thing that struck me as being kind of interesting was the length of the match. Warrior was not known to go very long. He was into 45 seconds in and out. And it was, I think when they put this, uh, when they designed this uh, match, um, you know, I've probably wonder how are we going to go 15 minutes here with warrior and, and Hogan, but I, they, they did a pretty good job. I thought it was pretty good. It was good. It was, there was a good ending. Uh, the gorilla slam, of course, was the defining moment. I thought when, uh, Jim Helwig picks up, uh, Hulk Hogan and gorilla slams him. And, uh, and shortly after that, he pins him down for the, for the win. Um, do you remember uh, watching uh, any of that match, uh, Scott? I don't remember that one offhand. Are you telling me that that Hogan lost that one? Yeah, Hogan lost that one because uh, Vince Jr. was was getting set to make uh, Ultimate War the main guy. Uh, he was handing the, he was handing the keys over to him. Apparently, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Shortly after, you know, there was a feud, and then there um, there was a, a number of no shows. But one of the things about the match between Warrior and Hogan, there was some real outside-the-ring professional jealousy, I think, between those two. And, uh, you know, just, just prior to his death, sadly, uh, Jim Helwig passed away in 2014, um, j- just three days, of course, after being inducted in the Hall of Fame, which is uh, uh, rather uh, sadly ironic. But um, He kind of made good America, with the guys, though, right? I mean, people that he had... yeah. Being apart from, he, he kind did. of made good with him about three or four days before we lost him. I want to say, yeah, he did. That's what I've. That's what I, there's a, a few documentaries on that, and uh, you know, it just reminds us we don't know how much time we have left in the planet. You know, it's, it's always best to bury the hatchet and, and forgive others before it's too late. And Jim Helwig's uh, 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 life it, it would have been too late if he would have would would not have. Uh, made amends with uh, Vince and Jake the Snake. He had a big feud with Jake, um, Jake the Snake and Hogan. So, you know, a tragic ending. You know, it was really eerie how that all ended with uh, Jim Helwig uh, dying three days after the Hall of Fame 2014. Yeah, sad deal. I've always heard that Andre couldn't stand Macho Man. Like in real life, he was not a fan of Macho Man for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not, but yeah, I've read that too. Um, I don't know what what was going on there. Um, but uh, now that we're, now that we're talking about the nineties, Scott, I'm going to fast forward to 93. Sure. And of course, a lot of people are, uh, were aware of the steroid trials, uh, between, uh, it was the feds up against Vince McMahon. And that was a series of trials against McMahon on the grounds that he'd been supplying anabolic steroids to, professional wrestlers, including Hulk Hogan under the WWF umbrella. And, and that was interesting. That, that particular case interests me a lot. I've 
did a bit of reading of that. Did, are you, do you recall any of the details of that? I remember a, a, some of that. I remember a, a lot of stink about the same topic with professional baseball. I don't know if that was about the same time or not, but that that was also it was questioned. Yeah, it was. I guess Vince possibly could have went to jail. Is that correct? Six to eight years, uh, he got off. Um, it, it's kind of interesting that Hogan was one of the key witnesses in that trial, and he testified. They asked him point blank, "Did he use anabolics?" And from what I read that he admitted to use, but he was no longer using them and he used them for recovery and he got a prescription. So there was no link between, uh, Hogan and other wrestlers getting, uh, the, the steroids and WWF supplying them. So that's why I think Vince got off, you know, he probably had some pretty good lawyers too. So, um, um, you know, so Vince got off on those charges and, uh, otherwise he would have been spending six to eight years in jail. Yeah, that's true. And a federal a federal penitentiary too, so that that wouldn't have been fun. You know, one of the things that blew my mind with Hulk Hogan is that you know, he was kind of America's icon and then he becomes a bad guy. I didn't see that coming. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, well, yeah, what you're referring to is um when Hogan switched over to WCW Two years after he joined WCW 94 and 96, uh, Bischoff took a huge risk and presented Hogan as being a heel wrestler with a new name, Hollywood, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, new name, new look. I don't know if you recall, Scott, but it was around that time that Hulk Hogan looked a lot smaller. Like, he did not look 300 pounds anymore. It looked like he lost at least, I'd say, 15 or 20 uh, uh, pounds of muscle. And he had a beard, too, didn't he? He went with like a gray and black beard or something. He looked more like a biker or something. Yeah, they tried to make him look look like a bad guy. There was a lot of fans who didn't like it. I mean, this is uh, what I mentioned before before the the first break. I mentioned this is around the time that I really lost interest in in professional wrestling, WCW, uh, WWF Attitude Era. It was around this time the content became more sexually suggestive and violent. In the late '90s, early 2000s, um, you know, it's kind of sad to see it, see it go that way. And uh, you know, like I said, uh, as a young son, I wouldn't mind watching some of the matches with him, but I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And a lot, a lot of people didn't like the the Hollywood Hogan uh, gimmick, but some did. I mean, um, some of those uh, Nitro matches uh, in '98 versus Goldberg, apparently. Uh, drew a bigger audience than the WWF matches, uh, which which were on the same night. So, I mean, the the WCW um, uh, uh, direction was working in terms of uh, audiences for a few years. Yeah, you know that just didn't last. I don't know. I didn't care for it. I mean, I liked him being Hulk Hogan, and you know, it's kind of like Arnold Macon Jr. People just don't want to see that. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, where's, where's the Hulk Hogan we grew up with? But I got maybe some people thought it was getting stale. You know, that's a problem with entertainment, you know, Hollywood and the entertainment business. And, you know, the the directors always want to take it somewhere different and push the envelope. Yeah. But you know, it kind of, it kind of primed him to come back as Hulk Hogan though, and and probably re excite those fans, which I'm sure that, you know, they did later on. Yeah, after the WCW run, uh, that folded, I think, in late 2000. The only match that I really 
couple matches that I recall in WCW that I really cared to watch on YouTube were Hogan versus Goldberg in 98. That was pretty good. And then uh, I was just curious to watch the uh, the final match between Hogan and Warrior. It wasn't a good match. It was uh, 98 Hollywood uh, Halloween Havoc. You know, there was a lot of cheap shots in that. And I don't know who writes the scripts for these, but uh, if you watch it, it wasn't good wrestling at all. You know, the product really was going downhill at this point. And it's not surprising to me that the WCW uh, folded around then just shortly after. Yeah, it just didn't last. Some, it, it was never bound. It wasn't the WWF or E, whichever, whichever you prefer. We're talking about Hulk Hogan and wrestling and his career. After the WCW that, thing where he... He does come back as Hulk Hogan with the yellow and the red logos and ripping his shirts in half and everything, correct? Yeah, 2002, he's back in the WWE with the, the yellow and red. Makes a big entrance uh, at the NWO entrance into the ring. I'm not sure if he was a still, if they presented him as a heel wrestler. I, I kind of lost track of that. Um, you know, it was 2005, of course, when he went up against Shawn Michaels and uh, right around this time, Scott, I'm not, sh- not sure if you remember Hogan started uh, this reality TV show. Did you see any yes. of those episodes? Hogan? That's where he had what his daughters. And, yeah. I didn't care about it. I think it was like filmed around his house, like down in Miami or something. And his fa- yeah, family yeah. was on it and stuff. Yeah. I, re- I remember it. Um, I, you know, I don't know. It wasn't, it was here or there to me really. Yeah, I, I lost track too. You know, but, but, but it, it was around this time, uh, Scott, that Hogan went through some serious, serious personal stuff. Um, uh, his wife filed for a divorce in 2007. His son got involved in a, in a, a car crash. Um, do you remember any details about the crash? I don't remember details about that. I remember the details of uh, the divorce or she ligged taped him on the phone or something. Things got really bad for Hulk Hogan, like overnight about this time. Yeah. Things went just totally 180 in his life. Um, apparently in his book, he said he spent two days sitting in the bathroom with a gun and a bottle of rum thinking about pulling the trigger. How about, you know, how bad does it have to get when you're sitting, uh, in a bathroom with, with, uh, with, with a bottle of rum, thinking about taking your life. Um, apparently, Layla Ali, who is Muhammad Ali's daughter, actually um, called him, and uh, uh, Hogan actually uh, credits her for helping him, preventing uh, him from committing suicide. You know, he kind of, she kind of uh, talked about it. I think. Um, wow. You know, really sad what happened there uh, with with his son. Uh, apparently, there was a, a lawsuit. Uh, the, the passenger in the son's uh, in, in the son's vehicle was uh, 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 was uh, suffered serious uh, damage. Uh, he was in a wheelchair for life. A 1.5 million dollar settlement. Uh, Nick actually did five months in jail. Mm. So you know, there's a lot of stuff that went went down with Hogan starting in 2007. Uh, you know, by 2010, of course, his wrestling career was pretty much over. 2000. 13 was his last match on a TNA, a TNA show in London. What did they play that up at all? Or was it just kind of, you know, just over? <laughs> yeah, I, I looked it up. Uh, it wasn't much. I mean, he didn't do much at all in 2013. It was clearly 
This was not the same Hulk Hogan that you and I grew up with, or even in the WCW era. And, uh, you know, Scott, I'm going to mention what happened in 2012, just to get it out of the way. Uh, wrestling fans all know by now what happened with the tape scandal and racial slurs. And, you know, Hulk Hogan's admitted that he was wrong about those and asked for public forgiveness, uh, actually on ABC Nightline. Uh, do you remember any uh, details on that? I may remember some of the details and whatnot. I, I think this is the time where, where I guess Vince totally cut ties with him. I think they quit promoting Hulk Hogan at all associated with the WWE. Is that right? Yeah, it is no big surprise. 2015, WWE terminated his contract. 2016, uh, Hogan was actually awarded um, a settlement uh, after uh, um, suing uh, Gawker for defamation loss of privacy and emotional pain from that uh, tape scandal. Uh, now, I, I got conflicting numbers. One uh, one of my sources said he was suing for $140 million, and another source said that he settled for 31 So I don't know what happened there, but there was a big payout. You know, surprise that uh, Gawker, uh, you know, filed for bankruptcy uh, soon after, you know. So, you know, Hogan went through a lot of stuff uh, during those years, so. You know, I hate to bring it up, but I, I get confused. Wasn't there like two tape scandals with Hulk? One is the racial slur, like on the phone deal. And then the other one was like a sex tape or something, right? With a with somebody's wife? Yeah, I think the the, the tape scandal. Um, and the other one was recording. I think that the racial slur was, was a recording. Um you know, Scott, I'm going to mention this. Here's a man, Hulk Hogan, who was at the top of the wrestling world for years, but he fell in a very public way, you know, and yeah, a lot did. of his fans were, uh, you know, turning kind of turned their back on him. But, you know, I think we would all do well to remember, you know, we've all done wrong and he deserves a second chance. You know, we've all done things that we shouldn't have done. And, you know, God allows U-turns. And it seems to me, from what I'm seeing on social media and some of his interviews, that that he's uh, he's changed his ways and God's given him a new heart. You know, have you seen any of the, have you seen anything new in Hulk Hogan? Like, I to, actually um, do follow him. And the latest that I've been following him is he's now, a, he lives like in Miami or something somewhere or Clearwater or something. And he's developed a, like a restaurant and a bar called Hogan's hangout. And he actually shows up like every Monday night for karaoke. I mean, he he is actually at the place quite often and signs wrestling memorabilia. And, you know, he seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. No, uh, Hogan's, um, that restaurant you're talking about is actually in Clearwater. Okay, yeah. I've actually driven, I've actually driven by it. But, you know, like I said before, here's a man who's, who's who appears to be changing his ways. You know, Hulk Hogan actually has gotten a little bit of religious. He actually mentions on social media that he was a Christian when he's 14 years old. He's starting to quote scriptures. You know, who would have expected this from Hulk Hogan? He's talked about the importance of the eternal in one of his uh, one of his interviews. I see him wearing a John 316 t-shirt on social media. You know, so here, Hulk Hogan, like, would you ever think, Scott, you'd see a day when uh, Hulk Hogan started to, you know, be, become more spiritual? I don't no, know. not really. I mean, but you got to give him credit in the early days. One of the most wholesome caricatures of a wrestler, you know, and especially in the eighties, uh, 
probably of all time, at least early on. Well, we were sold the idea that Hulk Hogan was the real American hero. Fight for your rights, fight for your life. Yeah. You know, the real American song. And uh, it, it appears to me that he's done a 180. You know, you know, we've all done stuff that we're ashamed of. And this is something I talk about in the show I co-host up here in Canada. God allows you turns. It's never too late to make a change. You know, we all need God's forgiveness. I know I do. So uh, I'm hopeful that Hulk Hogan has turned the corner and, uh, you know, we see a new Hulk Hogan going forward into, hey. you know, into the remaining years. Has he been allowed to appear at, you know, some of these WWE, like they've had these retirement ceremonies and these special things. Has he ever been seen on any of that since his scandals? I think there was a clean, a clean break in 2015. I know his turn his, uh, his contract was terminated. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of, uh, of him since then. So, uh, I would have to say no, Yeah, but, uh, you know, you know, back to back to a new Hulk Hogan again. You know, he's been uh, he's always been uh, supported many charities. Uh, Scott, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Make a wish. Like, what are some of the other ones? I think there was a whole American Diabetes Association, uh, Dream Seekers, the Special Olympics. I think I've seen footage of him at Special Olympic events. Yeah. I, you know, I yeah, know Arnold's know. been to a lot of them. I mean, a lot of those guys get involved in that sort of thing. 50 legs. I'm not sure what that is, but Hulk is involved at that. Yeah, I think that's for amputees. Amputees, yeah. Pretty incredible. That's that. And I no, appreciate so, I you mean, coming um, on and talking Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, how close is he to the top for you? I know Warrior is your guy. Yeah, there's some things I don't like about the Ultimate Warrior and his personality, but I, I enjoyed the excitement of the back in the the, the day. Uh, Hulk Hogan in the in the '80s was wrestling. He was the face, so you know he'd be in my my top uh, top three, my top five rather. I guess Shawn Michaels for as a pure technical wrestler, you can't dismiss that. Um, Sting, I like him. You know, there's a, just so many good wrestlers out there. And, uh, Hulk Hogan is definitely in my top five. Oh, you, know, you, you can't oh, have yeah. a list of, you can't have a Mount uh, Rushmore of wrestlers uh, without <laughs> Hulk Hogan in there somewhere. You got to have Ric Flair <laughs> up there somewhere too. Always great. Well, having we might you. have to disagree. We might have to disagree <laughs> on that. Although, I know I did meet the man. He, he they do frequent the gym I go to up here in Toronto. I did shake the man's hand, so he was. He was pretty friendly. That's fantastic, man. Thanks so much, Sean Maves, Mr. Ontario. You guys go have a great weekend. See you next week on Guatney Unplugged.